Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Thanks to ExpressVPN for supporting the instance. If you believe that your data is your business, secure yourself. ExpressVPN will secure your privacy and protect your information. Go to expressvpn.com slash W-O-W and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. Welcome back, one and all, to The Instance. This is The Instance episode uh, four, no, 647. It is Friday, August 20th, 2021. I'm Scott Johnson. And it's The Instance, joined by today, of course, Garrett Weinzerl. Garrett Gurk. Gurk Gurk. Welcome back to the show, Gurk Gurk. I am Gurk and I am Herk. Yeah, you were Herk Gurk. And boy, do you work. Uh, what's going on? How, how are you? I'm doing all right. <laughs> Good. I apparently cannot talk today. So, uh, doing just fine. That's fantastic. Guys, I have great news. Uh, we're joined today by a new permanent third chair. What? You saying to yourself, what? Wait, this is news to me. This yeah, is, it's this, permanent? It's permanent. It's happening. It's today. Yes, why didn't you text me? It's happening you, today. You can tell Garrett, right? Yeah, I thought I did. <laughs> no, I no, I was not told. If I, well, I wanted it to be a surprise for Garrett. Actually, I meant to tell <laughs> oh, you and thought I did. I thought it was a bit. I'm sorry, Garrett. <laughs> not a bit. Yes, what the hell? I thought we were friends. <laughs> Nobody told Garrett. I love that. Uh, I'm sorry. No, that's that's mostly my fault. I thought I did, but I obviously didn't. Uh, so yeah, Jocelyn is here, and she's here uh, to stay. That didn't rhyme. I was hoping it would rhyme. Uh, Jocelyn, welcome, and I uh, hope that chair is a nice uh, fit for you. <laughs> it's using a, it occasionally has a French guy in it, so I'm just saying it might be a little weird, you know. That yeah, I mean, I, I forgot my beret. <laughs> Well, I'm just glad to have you here. Actually, legit gave me a beret at a nurtacular, and so I mean, I have, I have it somewhere. I need to find it. Yeah, oh, I have, this that fla- I have a, his flag scarf back here on the skeleton guy. It's hard to see it, but there's always uh, a little Patrick everywhere. So wait, Patrick's been here so long that he's just a skeleton now. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> the actual skeletal remains of Patrick behind yeah. me. Yeah, Leded. Yeah, Leded. Uh, <laughs> Well, anyway, I'm I'm really happy about this. So uh, thank you for for being here and uh, and making it uh, permanent. You know, and we're not going to, you know, have a giant fireworks show about it because we're all old friends and we all know each other for a long time. And you guys already worked together on the Angry Chicken and have for years. So it's like this is just a an easy, natural fit. But Since, uh, yeah, 2013. My goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the the uh, the you know the word is in the audience loved your appearance last week so uh, it only Aww. made sense yeah thanks yeah. guys Nothing it was ma- uh, it was really fun and everyone was very very kind on Twitter which you know doesn't happen that often so sure <laughs> kindness on Twitter what whoa right <laughs> I hope you documented this kindness you're talking about on Twitter because <laughs> I've never seen I it I liked and retweeted everything I saw <laughs> wow that's fantastic well I'm uh, really glad to have you here we're gonna dive right in. Oh, uh, quick note. Uh, sorry, quick PSA. The uh, the Broken Hearthstone thing I put up on auction for charity, we're going to keep that up for one more week uh, or an additional week. Uh, some people had said, oh, I missed it. I still want it. And I said, all right, well, 
We'll we'll keep it open for another week. So you have between now and next Friday to grab that thing uh, or something in that group. It's over at frogpants.com slash store. And if you're interested in grabbing that and having uh, the money go to some really great charities, uh, it's all the information is there, including the charity information. So go check it out. <clears throat> That's frogpants.com slash store. <clears throat> Clear my throat. It's now time for this. Let's get to our main topic. I thought this would be a fun one once Garrett suggested it. Uh, a couple weeks ago, Garrett goes, you know what we ought to talk about? We ought to talk about why do we keep going back to older games, sometimes newer than old, but old games, mediumly old games, and then play them again, either on a new platform or in an enhanced edition or uh, something's added HD graphics, or now suddenly that game added a bunch of quality of life improvements, or in, in some cases just a straight-up re-release and not much else changed. Uh, this seems to be a trend moving forward in all the games that we like, including MMOs. We'll talk about some of those in a minute. But, uh, you know... Yeah, I believe the way I pitched it was uh, a quote, why do we get excited about games we've already played the crap out of? Right. And it wasn't. It was just kind of brought on by a Stardew Valley thing because you'd heard it was. Yeah, everyone was getting started about Stardew Valley coming to Game Pass. Right. Uh, I was just sitting here going, "Haven't we all put about a year of our lives into this game already? Why? Why are we? Why are we getting excited?" And that got me thinking about um, just in general why I get really stoked about certain re-releases and remasters, um, and could not be paid to care less about others. Yeah, and there are some where you go. Really, I've done that. Don't need it. And there are others where you hear about it and you're like, I don't know if it's just enough time has passed or or what, but you get sort of excited about it. So I listed some examples of recent games that got super hyped re-releases and some aren't quite here yet, uh, but most of them are out and mostly to, you know, good reviews. People are happy. They sold a ton. And the more they sell, the more we're going to see these. But Mass Effect Legendary Edition is a good example. Um, I bought it, loved it, played it. Uh, really glad I did. I love what they added to it. There are reminders in that game of of how old it is sometimes, but uh, for the most part, I think that was a really good re-release. Tony Hawk 1 and 2. Garrett, you're particularly uh, a big fan of that, right? You like that, I think that this one. was arguably the best game that came out last year. Yeah. Like, that's, that's how good okay, it wait, really? Yeah, he loved it. He's so, so good. Into it. Yeah. Like, uh, give us the so, argument. Tell us why you think it's so great, and then Jocelyn will counter-argue why it's not. I'm not saying you think it's bad, but you know. <laughs> Well, no, I just it's like Tony Hawk is just like in that kind of like realm of games for me because I'm not a big sports gamer. So I just kind of put skateboarding in with like racing and soccer and baseball and, you know, all those other kind of games that EA makes. Yeah, (laughs) like it's in the game. (laughs) I don't play them. (laughs) I'm being somewhat facetious because if I had to like give like. A game that just blew my mind, and I'm still thinking about it today from last year. It was probably Last of Us Part Two. Yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, it like 2020 was a weird year. Like, there's a lot of shit that was delayed Fair. or didn't land. Like, Cyberpunk was a, a disappointment <laughs> greater than Warcraft Three Reforged. Oh yeah. Um, but like, and I, I personally just don't like uh, modern Assassin's Creed. Like, I, I don't, I don't like. The <gasps> I know, um, I, I know. I know. I'm not saying it's inherently bad. I'm saying I inherently hate it. And so when yeah. you change your game to control like that, I no longer want to play your it's game. It's 100% a Garrett uh, problem. Uh, you, you've made this clear before. You're not necessarily passing judgment on the on the direction because overall it seems to have been good for the series. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sales Every time I mention this, people are like, you're crazy. I'm like, I know and I, and I am comfortable <laughs> with who I am. 
<laughs> I like old Assassin's Creed, and once they went to Dark Souls esque, like my first Dark Souls controls, I'm I'm out. I don't I'm, I don't want to play your game anymore. Uh, my first um, Dark Souls. You know what? Uh, He's kind of not wrong though. It kind of is that. Oh, I know. I mean, yeah. I'm not I'm not saying it's bad. I think it's good. I really like those new games, but. But it is kind of my first Dark Souls, and now I feel kind of dirty about that. Is that true? It is. It kind of is. It 100% is. And, and listen, I don't really care for Dark Souls either. And it's not just because I think it's one of the worst communities in gaming. Um, <laughs> oh. I, get it. Like, I, have, I have friends where, who are not horrible people who love it, like absolutely love Dark Souls, and I'm so happy for them. Yeah. Um, Shots no. fired, though, on that community. I didn't know that community was known for its... Uh, it's rottenness. Oh, I mean, it's literally my first gatekeeping. That's that's the dark. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, yeah, they they are really bad yeah. at that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I've avoided like, that somehow. I guess I don't know. I don't play them, and so I guess that's how I avoided them. But uh, I didn't. Oh yeah, I mean, they're they're uh, they're. I have a minor in, uh, negative opinion about Last Jedi. I'm going to make this my YouTube career. Levels of uncomfortable to be around. Oh so. yeah, interesting. Oh the yeah. wait, Last Je- uh, That's the one. The redheaded uh, the Dark Souls the Jedi game. Is that the one? No. <laughs> <laughs> you're not referring to that game right that ea game what is it what's that called jedi it, fallen order follow oh fallen no no no, no that's fine that's that fine. one's okay you don't mind when Everyone they take some game. of those some of those concepts and you know well it's star wars too which you love unconditionally so everyone loved that game that was that was a fun game yeah. yeah no like it was just it was just a weird year like there were some hit games that are like not my jam like valhalla um and then there were a bunch of delays there was stuff like cyberpunk that didn't land um doom eternal was kind of mixed reviews depending on if you liked the previous one or not yeah. um so like tony hawk for me just kind of came out of nowhere mm-hmm. um and because of the fact that it's a remake i wasn't really thinking about it yeah. um and then of course i saw a trailer and it played goldfinger superman um <laughs> Suddenly I was like, oh, I'm a sucker for nostalgia. Okay, I guess I'll pick this up and try it out. And, you know, I was I was expecting to kind of like, oh, yay, this will be a fun little weekend thing. But like, damn, if it wasn't just a really tight experience. Mm-hmm. It was. It was really, it was, it was really, really good. Vicarious Visions uh, in charge of that remake. Um, many had hoped that they'd go on to do three and maybe four uh, or maybe one of the undergrounds or something. Uh, but they uh, got scooped up by Activision Blizzard and are now working on Diablo 2 and probably will never work on the Tony Hawk remakes again. I don't know. But the point is that thing nailed whatever nostalgia you had for the series. I ended up getting it and really enjoying it as well. Um, and I wasn't sure why. Part of it was the gameplay was always really tight and really awesome. And now it looks good, <laughs> like looks really good, especially one. And uh you know, having played two, I think on a Dreamcast, it was already prettied up a little bit <laughs> by then. But uh, but but Tony Hawk yeah. One is some fugly business on the on the PS One, and um, this is a this is a massive improvement. So while thinking about this list and going through this in my head, I always wondered I wondered to myself how much of this is graphics, how much of this is more than that, or what is enough to make that hype real for people. So Jocelyn, I would ask you if you found out your favorite game from yesteryear, whatever game it was. Uh, was getting a getting this treatment what do you expect out of that is there a standard expectation today or is that just wrong-headed and we should just accept whatever they give us well i think for me it really comes down to the wording that they use around it so if you're talking about a remaster then normally what i'm expecting out of that is just you know updated graphics like everything else exactly the same just graphics But when you start talking about like remake or reforged or, you know, those type of words, then I'm starting to think, okay, now you're going to look at things about your systems that weren't great and maybe make some of those quality of life changes. 
Um, it gets a little bit like weird when you start thinking about like Mass Effect legendary collection. Like, what does that mean? Yeah. That doesn't tell me anything. Yeah. And same with uh, the Skyrim, the one that was announced yesterday, which is the bringing it to next gen and everything else, like the 10th anniversary edition. Like, OK, so it's been 10 years. Is that 10? You're going to update it to now or we're just making it work on consoles? Because those are two different things, right? Yeah. And so it really comes down to the expectations the company lays out. Now, thankfully, the Mass Effect um, group was very forthcoming with what they were working on and what they were doing and sharing not only the updates to the graphics, but also like side by side shots of like old UI, new UI and, you know, like talking about the control changes that they made, although the Mako was still a pile of trash. Yeah, still but bad. <laughs> little, a little less still floaty, really still it's a little floaty still, but kind of terrible. Yeah, it's not great. Yeah. It was like day one trash where it smells, but it hasn't been sitting in the sun at least for half a week. Yeah, whereas the that's a good Mako, like, old trash. That's a good comparison. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was day old trash, but um. yeah. the, the combat though, like I remember the combat in ME1 being also kind of barely acceptable. Um, and I found myself having a surprisingly good time with mm-hmm. Mass Effect. Yeah, combat. and they tweaked a bunch of that out, which is good and made it better. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of quality of life changes there. But you're right, the name doesn't really tell you that. Um, mm-hmm. but, the, but the experience I had with it, you know, with full HDR support and uh, four, I played it in 4K and it just looked gorgeous, ran beautifully at, I don't know, 120 frames per second or some crazy frame rate and and it was uh it was quite the experience in the case of you know tony hawk 2 you're you're more just kind of core gameplay you just mentioned that skyrim re-release which is like we were trying to count on core it's like the eighth or ninth version of the game at Um, least (laughs) something like that yeah they should have done an even 10 just to be the 10 years but they didn't do it uh but anyway (laughs) the ps5 and the xbox uh series x version of the game and i presumably an updated pc version because this will supposedly take advantage of some ray tracing and some other stuff. And the current enhanced edition on PC doesn't do that. Um, but they did add something, Jocelyn. How excited are you that they put fishing in Skyrim? Hmm. Oh, it's going to be so much fun, except that I'm not going to play Skyrim because we talked about it last week and ESO is better. So if you want Elder Scrolls, go play oh, ESO. It's right. <laughs> you know what? Fired on today's episode. I, I hate to say this because Skyrim is one of my favorite, favorite games of it's all time, great. but I think she's right. I think I think ESO is a better Skyrim or a better. It's a better evolution of the Elder Scrolls games than in any of the frequents or the most recent single player ones. And that doesn't mean that six can't be incredible and blow our minds. It could. I'm sure it will be. I think it's going to be great. Like, but I mean, it's been 10 years now. Uh (laughs) Like, and how many times, like you just said, how many times they've re-released Skyrim? Like, how many times have you played through that game? I've probably put like 600 hours into Skyrim because I've played it over and over every time they re-release it. Like, I'm not doing it this time. Not even for fishing. The the only (laughs) versions I didn't get were VR and I didn't get, uh, oh, the Switch version I didn't get. I was tempted and I never did it. But uh, but yeah, like, the, you know, there's not a lot to add. So they did make a point of saying we're adding fishing. So it's the only functional, like mechanical thing being added to the game. And that will go into, you know, some of your cooking and your crafting in the game. But ESO already has fishing. So go fish there. Go fish in ESO <laughs> if you're going to fish. Anyway, so that's a thing. You got to do something, right? You got to do something. It's funny that these just got announced and, and Garrett's idea is as fresh as, you know, like yesterday, the, the, that Quake Enhanced Edition happened out of nowhere. I love Quake, by the way. Uh, huge fan, all the way back to the original. I have all sorts of stories about Quake in my life. Um, and that game is all about graphical improvements and then a new um, a new campaign added to the single-player thing that was designed by the guys that did one of the Wolfenstein games, recent ones. 
Uh, so that was added to it. And they added some lighting stuff, of course, widescreen 4K, un- uncapped frame rate, all that stuff to Quake. Like, it's just straight up Quake. It's old ass Quake. And also, I didn't have to pay for it because they did it to your existing version. If you already own this thing, it just did it. And if you buy it on consoles, you'll cross play with PC people and Switch people. So it's all cross-play. I played a bench, uh, against some, um, some multiplayer last night against some uh, console people and just wrecked their souls, destroyed them, sent them crying back to the place from whence they came. And it was great. And I loved every second of it. Uh, but yeah, like this stuff's popping like crazy right now. So another reason I think this is a pretty good topic. Another good example, like Nintendo re-releasing stuff on the Switch happens all the time. Uh, the Wii U also had a couple of these and I really wish they would... I wish they would have not put... Uh, Wind Waker on the Wii U and just held it for the Switch because I would really like to play oh Wind God, Waker dude. right now. Yes, you know? I, so uh, I have a sin. Um, I've never beaten Wind Waker. Oh, that is a and, sin. And uh, I was really, really excited when the Switch was announced. I'm like, finally, I'll get that Wii U version and play it on the Switch because um, I'm one of the majority of humans in existence that didn't buy a Wii U. Yeah. Um, and I just, I'm just like the one time I want Nintendo to actually be lazy and do a re-release. They don't freaking do it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, like Skyward Sword. I'm like, no, nobody likes that one. Stop it. Put that one back. Yeah. Give me, I, give me Wind Waker on I would, Switch, please. I would trade uh, Skyward Sword for Wind Waker like right now. It's not a problem. Those Joy-Cons are amazing, though. <laughs> yeah. They are pretty good, right? For the, the Skyward for that Sword game. ones? Yeah. Because yeah. Skyward Sword was based on uh, the Wii. I haven't, I haven't seen these. Did they come out with Skyward well, Sword? They are, but they also work. The whole point is they work a million times better than mm-hmm. than the Wii, oh. the Wii controllers did back in the day. And so if you want to play it with motion in mind, it's like the game can finally be played the way they envisioned it. And everybody who's played it that way loves it that way. Contrast. Well, I mean, it's still not great. Yeah, <laughs> it's never still wanted Skyward to play. Sword motion controls, which were kind of. <laughs> yeah, it's I don't, not. I don't want to play any game with motion in mind, but. Well, when Nintendo yeah. Nintendo does this, right? They're like, "Hey, we got a new console, and it has a certain gimmick, and so now we're going to cram yeah. our our big IPs into making sure it uses whatever that gimmick is." And that's my main problem with like the two Mario Galaxy games. They are amazing games, some of the best Mario has ever been, but it's got that stupid waggle chase around the stars thing with the extra Wiimote. I hate it so bad. Like, just take it. I don't even know if those new remakes take it. I assume they do take it out of there because they can play it on a, on a Switch Lite, but uh, you know, I don't like when they do that. So the current, like, when whenever they re-release in some future world where they re-release uh, Super Mario uh, Odyssey, we won't have to worry about any of that. The thing will have a controller and it'll just play because Odyssey didn't have any weird gimmicks other than the hat, but that was a game gimmick. It wasn't some <laughs> stupid controller that I had to deal with. So anyway, Nintendo has to see this. Is, this is an interesting twist on all this stuff. Like if you're going to bring a game back, Nintendo has these issues to worry about because when they first released it, it was for a weird console that had Wii, uh, Wii motion controls. And then later they got a weird screen thing that you touch. Well, how do you make that work on your next generation thing? And do you have to continually have those same gimmicks while you add new gimmicks to make these re-releases work like it's a that's a that's a mess the way that works for them but whatever people buy it and no one cares they all <laughs> have you noticed that they don't have they don't seem to have any trouble reselling anything that they put out again um yeah i hated skyward sword the first time through i might have gotten to the first dungeon and i was just like i just hated it the motion controls were awful and i didn't play it and then hey, so i was like oh yeah re-release did you what say that again <laughs> 
The, the tutorial for that stupid beetle thing. I was just like, I, I'm done. I get it. We can move on, please. I don't remember the the beetle. Was it bad? Yeah, you had to you had to like fly it through like little areas and stuff using the motion control, and it was just awful. Oh, <laughs> it God, sounds so it sounds bad. bad. <laughs> you, you've convinced me, and I don't remember it at all. But it sounds like it's bad. <laughs> Not, I did not care for it. Not your favorite. Yeah, it was terrible. It was uh, terrible. Another good and example. And I still gave them a gajillion dollars for the remake because I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this. And I'm sure they fixed it now. They didn't. They didn't fix it. And also, <laughs> they just, got my money all over again. The way you move that game or the way you control in that game when you're not using uh, motion control is also really dumb. Uh, you have to hold down a shoulder button to then use the other stick to control the camera. Yeah. And you can get used to it. But it feels, it feels like you're 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 committing a a crime against humanity. It doesn't feel right ever. It never feels right. So anyway, that game, eh, whatever. It's got its moments. Yeah. I kind of like its art style. Beyond that, what are you doing? Uh, let's see. Age of Empires Two is a good example. I played recently. I forget how good that that re-release is. They were really true to the original, but all of the bells and whistles you expect from a game like that. Diablo two resurrected is, uh, you know, jury's out. It's not out yet. Although, but, uh, hearing about the beta, the biggest complaint I heard was massive lag. Um, the game requires an online connection to play it, which the original Diablo two did not. So people are kind of all up in arms about that. Um, but we'll see. And vicarious visions, of course, on that project. So I have a feeling the things they're good at will be there and will shine. And maybe some of the, the back end stuff will be either ironed out by then or poorly implemented. We'll have to, we'll have to wait and see. Um, the one I wanted to mention though, cause our pal, John Jagger streaming all of these is the pixel perfect final fantasy collection stuff. I don't know if either of you are final fantasy fans, but apparently if you are an old school FF fan, these are like amazing, like incredible return to form, uh, updated, look good, blah, blah, blah. Not really my <laughs> thing, but, uh, if you, hey, look, if you're into Final Fantasy old school, it sounds like those that new collection is pretty rad. So maybe check that out. Garrett, I know you like the Halo Master Chief collection. Another good example of a successful. Re- yeah, I, I love it in the show notes you have this under uh, recent. That was 2011 when the first remaster came out. Whoa, really? <laughs> what? No. The, the remaster of Combat Evolved was 2011. Oh, I'm thinking of. Uh, yeah, but the, the Master Chief collection stuff started in the Xbox One generation, which was post 2013, though, right? I'm not thinking of that wrong, am I? I can't be. 2013 was still like eight years ago. Scott. Yeah, it's a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, Master Chief collection was 2014, but see, the, the Combat Evolve like remaster was 2011. Ah, uh, um, gotcha. Is what I think of as kind of the beginning of all of this. And it's all in the same pack now though right like if i go get this halo one might be my most replayed game oh really um so this this is one that like sticks in my memory because i remember being very excited and and now the remaster graphics don't hold up very well and i kind of want to remaster of the remaster <laughs> um, would they take like infinite graphics and make it look better or something um, that'd be great please yeah. thank you yeah i would buy that uh, take my money please they won't even I'll, have to pay for it it'll just be on game pass that's the best part You'll just get it. That's a good point. Yeah, I have. I've got a few years of that still. <laughs> like, <laughs> already paid for. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. For me, it's it's it's. There's like like you already started to get into Joss. Like I think there's a, there's a very clear divide between remasters and remakes. Um, and so for like, it like I don't. For me, it's it's like a remaster. I like my first thought is like, well, do I have any nostalgia for this to begin with? Yeah. 
if yes, then I might be interested. If no, then it's like, well, how much of a cultural touchstone is is this? And did I did I do I feel like I missed out? And then there's all these factors I think that go into making a remaster good or bad. And 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 I think a core part of it, which is where I think why I think Tony Hawk worked, is like, did you know, if we're not changing the way it controlled, did it control well? Like, does it hold up by modern standards? And I think Tony Hawk, yes. Yeah. Um. I think I think. I, I, I can't really articulate why I think Mass Effect is, is kind of a personal preference because I think it's kind of clunky, but I still like it. I yeah. like clunky third-person shooters. They don't bother me. Yeah. Um, that was kind of my heyday of gaming was like Gears of War, Mass Effect, you know, at the same time I was spending too much time in World of Warcraft. Do you just need um, like the, like it just needs to feel right. It doesn't have to necessarily look all that different. You just need it to like that chunky shooting you're talking about. That just has to be good shooting, right? I don't. I don't mind my characters controlling like tanks. Yeah, that's fine with me too. I don't mind it. Um. <laughs> so, all right. The other thing I, I wanted to read this from a listener real quick. I put out the question the other day, asking people some of their examples of what they like or don't like about re-releases, that sort of thing. Barry uh, uh, Pocris in the uh, on Twitter said, "Updated graphics for games that have aged badly uh, is what I like. Mostly games from the N64 PSX era." These games look bad by today's standards, but Tony Hawk Pro Skater was perfect for this. Otherwise, I would prefer a faithful adaptation that only changes absolutely necessary issues with the game. So it is an interesting uh, part of the history of gaming because it was, I don't know, it was, it was a weird time. Like prior to the 3D, the jump into 3D with PlayStation, Saturn, you know, early 3D uh, and even on PC was right before that we had beautiful pixel graphics and they were amazing and they hold up today they still look good you can go play super mario world and have a great time and never once go boy these graphics sure don't hold up because it's just kind of timeless and it works whenever you play it these games not so much uh playstation one games look terrible by today's standards um and it's not any kind of judgment that's just where we were and i'm afraid to say it but as remakes and as nostalgia goes, we may have some fond feelings of games from that era, but none of us want to look at that stuff much longer. We don't we don't want to sit there and see an, a faithful adaptation of, you know, jittery, crappy polygons that everything clips through and, you know, gives you a headache. So I think anything from that era gets the Tony Hawk treatment and anything prior to that they stay true to those graphics they may touch them up or you know enhance them or something but pixels still work and then i think there's a ton of stuff playstation 2 and forward uh that looks still looks good for its era but could be bumped up to look even better and bring it closer to today's standards and it would work but there's that weird ugly hole that playstation 1 period where none of that stuff looks good, man. You're never going to go, ah, Battle Arena Toshinden, you still look like shit. Nice work. Like, no one's doing that. At least I wouldn't be doing that. How have we not had remasters of, like, the classic GTA games? Like, all the GTA 3? Uh, oh, that's com- That's coming. Did you hear about this? Is so it? I did not hear about this. Last, Is that coming? Yeah, last week. Like, like, I'm th- like now I'm, 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 I think it's been long enough since PS2. Like, you know, I, I never beat... Metal Gear Solid 2 and I've never been a huge MGS fan but I loved the last one like I really really liked it so like if they came out with a MGS 2 that you know didn't look like a game from 2001 I would be very interested in playing it well here it is 2022 Grand Theft Auto Trilogy remastered uh that means you'll get 
uh, Grand Theft Auto 3, Vice City, hopefully all the soundtracks. This is important. I hope they're working oh, on that. That's going to be a licensing nightmare. But you know who has a lot of money? Uh, Rockstar has a lot of money. They yeah. Lot of money. They yeah. print it. They <laughs> print it every day. Yeah. They have <laughs> GTA Online literally is a money printing machine that they own. So they can just keep <laughs> printing money. Um, anyway, and then the, uh, well, let's see, Andreas. We should be in GTA Online, by the way. Yeah. I believe that's an game item. Yeah. No, I, I, <laughs> a money printing machine is like one you can get in the game. That's fantastic. I'm all in on that. Anyway, that'll include San Andreas as the third game. And uh, they're all real ugly and could use a facelift. And I would play the shit out of them. So, uh, but again, see, look at this. Look how prescient your, your, uh, your concept for today's topic was. Everybody's doing re-releases and they're all announcing them like right around the time you said, hey, we should talk about this. I don't know, Garrett. <laughs> it's impressive. Yeah. Does this yeah. happen on the Angry um, Chicken, Jocelyn? Is he ever like, ah, this card's going to be a thing. And then it is. And he's like a prophet. Like, how's this work over there? Every once in a while, it happens. <laughs> rare, it's rare. I was very correct about a weapon like three expansions ago. That was about and it. And he will not let me forget it. Uh, <laughs> well, I had to deal with a uh, with Life Drinker for two full years while it was in it's standard. True. Community. It's so, true. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, all right, then there's MMOs. I would use some, some examples. Old school RuneScape having a bit of a uh, a good time right now. Uh, Elder or excuse me, EQ EQ one still does better than two. Both games are running, but. I mean, it would be hard to do worse than two. Yeah, two two's a <laughs> sad story, but people are still playing it, so that's out there. Uh, of course, there's WoW Classic as a prominent example. This is this is a literal bringing back of an old uh, of an old product, and this is one where I was legitimately nostalgic for the old graphics, right? If you told me we're doing WoW Classic and it's going to look better than ever and we're redoing all the graphics, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'll play that. Please. Thank you. Yeah, I would. Well, again, like your Halo idea where there's like a switch and you just click it and now you're looking at the old stuff for fun. But then you can see the new stuff like they're going to do with Diablo. I would like I tried the Diablo beta last weekend and I didn't know that was a button and I, I, I didn't play Diablo 2, so I didn't know how to play it. So I was just smacking buttons to see what they did. And yeah. I accidentally hit that button. I was like. Oh my God! Diablo Two is the ugliest. Like, it's really ever. old. <laughs> it's old, man. It's old. It is. It's like you know but, when that okay. game when that oh game God. launched, it maxed out at eight hundred by six hundred resolution. You couldn't go higher. You remember wow. when we were still, oh, we were at the height of of sprites and sprite based games are still beautiful. Yeah. Uh, that is not true of Diablo Two. No, no, <laughs> no. But but also the world was transitioning to three D stuff, especially on PCs. And at the time, they were just resolute and making sure they stayed with this this 2D pre-rendered graphics thing. And I don't think it looks great. Now, what they're doing with it now is a 3D. It's like a 3D overlay. Everything's 3D on top of it, preserving the gameplay, but you know, using all these modern techniques to make it look better. It is strikingly different. Um, and I like when games do that because you forget. Like, I hope the GTA thing does that because I'm going to forget how that looks after a while. And I'll just think, oh, this is a slightly updated vice city but then i'll switch back and go oh my shit there's a lot more than that <laughs> you know so anyway we'll see how that goes uh but anyway mmos are interesting uh part of this discussion given the fact that they are just now hitting that maturation point where you could say something's classic you know like they're, they're meant to be ongoing living worlds and they all are but they've become classic in their own way i've, I've been playing uh, i've been messing around with uh, guild wars 2 along with my time in ESO and realized that both those games are almost as old as each other. 2012 for Guild Wars 2, 2014 for ESO. That's now long enough to say, yeah, those are, those are venerable products that are now in kind of 
their own classic status and someone has nostalgia for launch day for those games in a way that you would have for an old game you haven't played in years or on some old console. So I don't know. It's just an interesting twist, uh, you know, in this whole remaster world we're in right now. Then there so are times it, oh, go 10 ahead. years older. Is that, is that where we start longing for, for a re-release well, or something? Think of it like, Oh, what's a good example. Let's say the year is 1995. Okay. Uh, if something came out in 85, that definitely feels like a long time ago. You know what I mean? Like that's a long 10 years. Uh, big changes, lots of stuff. I think it's just time compresses now or it feels less like 10 years matters as much. But yeah, I think 10 years is your, I think 10 years is your limit. Like look at the Skyrim hype. Right We've gotten to a point where graphics are kind of incrementally improving, right? Like once we, once we hit 3D, like it was some pretty big leaps in polygon count and texture quality and whatnot, but we're really just kind of fine tuning at this point. Yeah, I would agree. And like to, to, to Skyrim's, you know, speaking of Skyrim, Skyrim still, if you just played it on some screen, you'd still go, wow, that's a big immersive world. Like, like, you like I get excited about the features of ray tracing, but my God, trying to describe it or explain it to anybody, it's like yeah. I'm giving an art class on how shadows work. Yeah. <laughs> do any of you ever have to explain to your parents or anyone in your life uh, what you do, like podcasting? It's like explain. Oh, only every time I see them, you know. <laughs> Yeah. It's the worst. Yeah, it's bad, right? I have to do it this weekend with a party of a bunch of old people, and they're going to all say, now, what is it? Now, now what? Now, what is it you do? Now, what? Now, what? They're going to ask like that all day, and I'm going to be going, <laughs> it's like the radio. Just, I can't tell you what channel, though. I got to go. Like, it's <laughs> it's bad. I, I was the, so the last event I went out to for gaming was a preview for a Hearthstone expansion, and I had to explain podcasting to younger Twitch streamers. Mm. And that was the first time I think I was called a boomer unironically. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're kind of in this really weird group, right? Yeah. It's like we've got like people who don't understand the internet older than us, and then people who understand the internet and do it way differently who are younger than us. And the podcast is in this really weird space in between. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no one around us understands us at all. Yeah, we're just I an think anomaly. I scene in Back to the Future 2 where Marty's in the Future Diner and there's an arcade cabinet and he shows the two kids, one of which is Elijah Wood, I believe, oh my. how to use this light gun shooter. And the kid goes... You mean you have to use your hand? That's like a baby's toy. Wow. And that's just how I feel. Because I'm like, no, I'm cool. I'm hip. I'm with it. I, I make content on the internet. And TikTokers are like, what the shit is? A, you, you have to go on, on iTunes? What, are you, what is iTunes? You talk for an hour? Yeah. In fact, they <laughs> don't even know. patience for that? Yeah. yeah. They might even know that it's no longer called iTunes. And that we still say that because we're in the habit of saying it. And that makes us seem old as well. So uh, welcome yeah. to old cast like, oh itunes yeah the thing my dad used i'm like oh my god <laughs> i know dude <laughs> oh my it's god true. my yeah. kids my kids were like five and six when itunes was like at its height of the name recognition they're old uh, now yeah. so yeah um so other than the, <laughs> so how the, long is too long yeah. knowledge of our own mortality um uh let's talk about remakes because we've mostly been talking about remasters um when do y'all get stoked about remakes and like what kind of expectations do you have for that? Well, I can tell you that I never even cared for a second about Final Fantasy VII overall because I think that game is both ugly, old, and I don't like how it worked. Uh, I know people have reverence for that game uh, and the series, but that game in particular, Seven, holds a special place for people. 
Um, I was going to say, I think Bo's going to come through the internet at you. I know. He may murder me. He loves that <laughs> yeah, thing. Like, yeah. He I, loves I'm it. one of those two. I missed Final Fantasy VII entirely. Uh, I didn't have... I didn't have a PlayStation. Yeah. Um, and then 64, and then I went to PS2, and I was, uh, I, to me, Final Fantasy 10 was okay. Like, yeah. 10 was all right. Uh, seven is, you know, seven thematically is, is actually always seemed really cool to me, but I just, I don't know, just never did it for me. Uh, along comes that remake, and I think that is a proper ass remake. Like, that is a very cool take, and I am suddenly all interested in playing that entire thing. Um, so once in a while that'll happen where it's like a complete redo and that to me is more interesting than just slightly better graphics or whatever, especially in that particular case. Um, but it changes a lot. Combat's real time. It's like a third person, you know, almost action game, Uh, gone are the turn-based stuff, gone are the random encounters. Like some of the stuff I hate about the original game are gone. But it's also stuff that people love about the series. So I think that's just a really risky, hard thing to do. And I think they pulled it off. Um, you know, some do better than others. I think this Diablo 2 thing is shaping up really nice. I think Warcraft 3 Reforged is garbage. And the worst thing that ever got released on PC in the last five years. Just really, really bad. Um, yeah, I think of that as a remaster, though. And that one's interesting because that's like the opposite of Tony Hawk for me. Because I'm like, oh, the controls don't hold up. Yeah. As it would turn out. Because, like, I've played StarCraft 2 and that's just a better RTS. From a control perspective, yeah, and I know, and I realize there there's some people out there who didn't have uh, love for Warcraft three in its you know original form or whatever. But oh yeah, there was there was concern about hero heroes like when it came out. People were like, wait, what do you mean? There's a hero unit? I just want to box select my units and Zerg rush people with orcs. Right. That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Hey, y'all. How do you feel about your data? You think it's important? Do you like it? Do you like your data? Well, you should. I mean, data is important. It's like kind of all we have these days, right? Using the internet without ExpressVPN is like, I don't know, taking a call on a train or a bus on speaker so everybody can hear you. Don't be that person. That's weird. ISPs know every single website you visit. I think you probably know that. ISPs can sell that information to ad companies and tech giants, and then they get to use your data to target you. You're the product. Did you know that? Well, ExpressVPN creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet so people can stop peeping on you online. Fire up the app, click on a button, and you're on your way. Rated number one by CNET and The Verge, and it works on phones, laptops, even routers, so everyone who shares your Wi-Fi can be protected what do i love about it it's ease of use that's everything with a service like this how easy is it launch it click it you're in that's how easy secure your online activity by visiting expressvpn.com slash w-o-w today that's expressvpn.com slash wow and you can get an extra three months free expressvpn.com slash wow Actually, I've never heard. Jocelyn, what was your take on Reforged? Did you care about that at all when it hit? Was that a game you were into or looking for? I was really super excited about it just from a WoW lore perspective because I just completely missed it. Like, uh, this was not my jam. I wasn't a Blizzard fan, like, way back in the day or anything else. So when they were going to do Warcraft 3, I was like, oh, my God, this is where, like, all the big things happen, right? Like... 
This is like old school WoW lore. This is where we learn all the big things. Like, this is where the Lich King comes from. Yeah. This is a big deal. Right. And uh, yeah, I think I, I got maybe like three or four levels in. And like Garrett said, because I do really like StarCraft 2. Um, I was just like, I struggled with the controls so much. And I was like, the same company makes an RTS that works really well. Why didn't they just copy paste those controls over into this? And yeah. I mean, like we talked about the the graphics button and having the ability to switch back and forth. And I think this is where um, companies can really take advantage of making like doing a remake as opposed to a remaster is if they already do something else or like better, like if they know how to do it better, give people the choice, be like, Hey, this is the straight up control port option here or push a button and you can play it like this other game that we make that is the same, but better mm -hmm. and, uh, or newer, I should say, because some people you're right, Scott, like when we were talking about the MMOs, some people are going to have that crazy nostalgia for the very specific way that they played with all of the jank and all of the imbalance, and they're going to want to play that again. And then some people like me who didn't experience it the first time around are going to go, I really want to see this story and be part of this world, but I don't necessarily want to play with stupid jank when we can do it better now. So like there's that kind of line that anyone who's looking at doing like a remake has to kind of walk yeah. and i think that you know when it comes to graphics or controls there is potentially this pretty easy fix like if you start talking about changing things like stories or quests or you know all that kind of more core game stuff like if they're like oh there's just this stuff that we really wish that we'd written differently then that's where i start to kind of go mm, maybe don't change that but i know people have that mm, maybe don't change that feeling about graphics and controls as well so yeah. i mean the more things that you can do to give your players options i think the better off you'll be and then the more people will say hey you should go try this remake instead of you know what happened at Warcraft 3 Reforged, which is nobody, nobody give them money ever. That yeah. was terrible. Yeah, it's abysmal. <laughs> it was a, it was a yeah. failure on every level. I, I, it's funny. I was playing that Quake enhanced thing, and I'd forgotten just how floaty and speedy and weird and slippery the controls are. Um, the first person shooters have really <laughs> changed over time, and they've gotten very precise, and the movements are nuanced, and you know the the head bobbing and the weapon off to the side, not in the center, and just like a lot of things. We didn't know yet because Quake was new and groundbreaking and changed the world as far as 3D shooters went. But there's been a lot of iteration and you forget just how much. So when you go back to something that old and you play it, you realize, oh, yeah, this would be so much tighter if this controlled like a modern or more modern Quake game or a more modern, uh, you know, Unreal Tournament or something that just. I want a golden eye. I want a golden eye oh, yeah, remake. Dude. Oh, they've tried it so many times and binned it. Yeah, it just keeps getting tossed. But there's a pretty good uh, Half-Life mod that's the whole game, basically. Um, that's Is that one good? Yeah. I, I remember seeing that and thinking, like, all Half-Life mods, like, yeah, oh, that looks cool, and then never plays it, play it. Yeah. <laughs> to to me, to me the, the thing that's the hardest to, and maybe this gets to the crux of the entire conversation today, the hardest thing to create is the experience you had at the time you were having it. And GoldenEye, maybe of all these things we've talked about, is maybe the most perfect example because that game was so much more than just I'm playing a game and I'm shooting dudes and I'm doing stuff it was the first time where you really felt like at least in single player that you were being put in the shoes of James Bond himself and you were doing really cool spy shit and uh, the music matched the sound matched it was really something special at the time it looks like total butthole now if you go look at it 
But oh, it, yeah. At the time, we yeah. thought, oh, man, look at this. It's so atmospheric and everything and whatever. Multiplayer. Games look better than these square heads. Right, exactly. <laughs> but then, like, multiplayer was unheard of on consoles with controllers and first-person shooters. And so this game somehow managed it. But it also did split screen, which meant people did wacky stuff like putting cardboard splits on their TV, which I did because I didn't want people seeing what I was doing, you know? <laughs> So I put that up. It was fun to play that with my Especially friends. Especially when you had the flag and you couldn't use your gun and you had to go hide. Yeah. <laughs> and they just ran around with this flag like a crazy person. Yeah. yeah. A exactly lot of that, too, right. though, was like, you know, getting a shooter to work on a console back then. Like, at the time, it was amazing. But you go back and try and play it now, like, GoldenEye controls like butt because the N64 controller is terrible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> loved it. Some of my fondest gaming years. If I was going to get a, a really cheesy console tattoo it would be the n64 mm. um but like oh boy it don't hold up no and so yeah that's the kind of game that's like absolutely ripe for a remake it would be an amazing okay. remake and what they need to do is do it in like a modern engine with all the trappings of a modern engine don't try to take the thing and upscale it i don't need that but make make goldeneye as faithfully as possible but skinned in a modern game mm-hmm. give me internet multiplayer like, go all the way with that game. That game needs to be, I think, like, Final Fantasy VII's level of go all the way. Don't just make Play up know, the, uh, the optional stealth side of it even more. Because that was a thing that some of the levels sort of had. Like, you could run through with a silencer, and if you're really good, you would never notify the guards to your, like, the fact Presence. that you're there. Yeah. Yeah. And like, ah, uh, just, like, really ham that up. Yeah. Go, go hide in that direction of it. I, I, I would play, oh, man, I would play the crap. I know, it. right? I think we're ready for this. This is a this is whoever you know. No one's listening that matters. But if they listen and heard us <laughs> say this, and they all whoever owns that IP right now, now's your time. Okay, quit dinking around, get to work, make that happen. Uh, here's another note from a listener. Tanner wrote in and says, or uh, replied to this tweet and said, "I think my I think I just think of new platforms taking advantage of new technologies, uh, like ray tracing, etc." Uh, and maybe re- re- remastered music are what I look for. So that's an interesting take. Um, I also like this one from Scott Bodenhammer, who says, I get excited when a remaster makes a game look as good as I thought it looked 20 years ago. I feel like that kind of happened last week with those Diablo 2 uh, cinematics. Because um, when I watched oh them, God. I went, yeah, they're, oh, they're these they're- are... This is like these are these are what I saw. This is what it is, and then you see them back to back. And you're like, oh my gosh, no, that is not what I saw twenty years ago. It's not even close. Their faces look like they were melting to move around. Like yeah. they were like wax faces, and they were applying heat to make the lips move. That's what the old cinematics look like. Yeah. <laughs> um, here's a great one. Denny HW says, in many ways, the systems and gameplay of these older games were just really good. If you can bring back those features with updated graphics and music, it's a winner. Not to mention the nostalgia and the fun playing the games uh, that we all played as teenagers together again. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually am more, more and more, I'm all about the mechanics feeling right and less about um, how it looks. So you can definitely make it look better. It's 2021. We're, we're well past any need to, to slow down on that front. We can make it look as good as we want it to look. If all you're relying on is looks, then that usually tells me the gameplay wasn't all there to begin with. So if the gameplay is still solid, Dude, go for it. Like, I, I don't, couldn't tell you how many hours I spent in Micro Machines on the PlayStation 1. That game, dude, holy shit. Uh, hours and hours a day. I loved it so much. And I would play that again right now if, you didn't, if it didn't look like ass. <laughs> there's, one, um, there's one that has been delayed that's being made right now. should have came out uh, in January that I'm actually a little afraid of because it is a remake of one of my all-time favorite games, which is uh, Prince of Persia Sands of Time. Oh, yeah. 
I got um, the remake of that looks concerning. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> they're, they're, it is straight up called Sands of Time remake. So they're using the term remake, yeah. even though it kind of looks more like it looks like it controls the players exactly like the old game, which I think still holds up. I happen to have played it on the GameCube as the, the console I had it on. Um, but that is one of my all time favorite adventure games. Yeah. And uh, the remake that they've shown, like they're going like pseudo realism with how it looks. Yeah. And I'm like, but the old one was kind of stylized and almost looked like Aladdin. Like it was the best Aladdin game that wasn't an Aladdin licensed game. <laughs> yeah, um, that's a fair comparison. I'm looking at some video right now. The old game. Well, the the interesting thing about this, I have a friend at Ubisoft, and he reminded me of this one day that um, the engine that all the Assassin's Creed games use, including all the way up till today, they are all just evolved engines from this engine. This was the beginning of what will become Assassin's Creed. So uh, they still bump up against some old tech that they have to kind of deal with in a, in a modern way to make those games work. My guess is maybe they're going retrofit here and saying, well, now let's go back the other way and use what we've done or learned in the Assassin's Creed engine and, and build out this remake. It sounds like that's what you're describing. That's sort of, yeah, that's kind of my concern. Like it looks like a, bad like fan made unreal version of sands of time yeah. like like it's like all the <laughs> textures are very literal and like repeated patterns and like the cloth is so clothy and there's just no art how direct. dare they make clothy cloth yeah clothy <laughs> cloth I'm looking like, he looks like he's wearing a picnic blanket like, it's that level of, like i don't know what does cloth look like it has a grid sewn pattern and we're just going to repeat that over and over and over again and that's his shirt yeah um and it, it just bums me out. I'm like, no, no, like go a complete other direction. Go wildly stylized. Make it look like a Pixar Sands of Time. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. Why, why, why is this the direction you've decided to go? And it, and if you are going to go for that hyper-realistic version, like make it look good. <laughs> because this is like, it just seems like they got a toolkit of, of unreal parts and just cobbled together of, of Sands of Time remake. Yeah, I guess. So I'm, I'm happy it's been delayed because I was like, oh my God, they're remaking Sense of Time. And there's a trailer out, and I went and watched it, and I was like, ugh. I got to say, I'm looking at footage, and it looks, it's even the old game still looks pretty good. You know? Yeah, the old one I think still holds up. And like, and I think if you like took that kind of like pseudo cartoony style and really ran with it, like I think you'd have something special. Yeah. Um, instead, they're going the other direction, which is like, I don't know, every hair on the dog, let's show it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys i have an idea oh is it about gameplay or uh whatever no i want to see every damn hair on this dog so get to work that's what's that's the meeting at ubisoft this morning Scott, Scott, when you were a kid did you draw people smiling and you drew each and every individual tooth and wonder why it looked like a nightmare at the end of it yeah that was <laughs> one of the first <laughs> one of the first things we learned in when i was uh in art school was stop trying to get every single detail right and like detail is important and detail can make or break an image but the goal here is not photorealistic teeth to use your example the goal here is to have the person look at a face and just know that that's a face and the teeth don't distract you it's just part of their face and i don't know it's the hard lesson there and games sometimes don't know their own they don't know that lesson and maybe that's what they're screwing up here with i don't know We'll see. I'm going to be open-minded about this one because I'm I'm so fond for that original. I, I really want it to to be good. So yeah, I'm ready to stab some fools and help my lady friend or whoever. Isn't that the deal? She's a you got to save the princess. Oh, oh, oh yeah, it's total like uh, you know. As a teenager at the time, it was like the perfect teenage romance storyline. <laughs> yeah, 
Where yeah, it was it, it was like uh, the goofy movie levels of cheesy tropey romance uh, that was like directly aimed at like 13 year old me. Yeah, I'm glad to hear I'm not the only person that likes that goofy movie. I like it. Goofy movie's great, dude. Yeah. That uh, have you? Well, yeah, I no saw it recently. I saw it with Van the other day. It's great. Holds up. <laughs> it's very 90s. Everything about it is 90s as hell, but it's it's a good time. I had fun with it. We went. For, we went masked up last year around Halloween, and we saw like three people casually cosplaying Powerline. So, <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of popular still. That's amazing. Oh, Powerline! Oh my gosh! Part of me thinks that Joss didn't give an opinion on that movie because she knows that this is a, a dumb movie. It's not that good, but <laughs> I like it. Like, okay, so this is like the third time in maybe a week that the Goofy movie has come up in my life, and I don't understand why. Like, and it wasn't even Garrett before. Like, it just... What, what is, I've never what, seen it. I don't understand. What do, you but, think like, the, what do you think the universe is trying to tell you right now? Like, maybe I need to go watch the Goofy movie. It was a whole conversation I had with my Dead by Daylight friends about spray cheese which is apparently a thing you have yeah. <laughs> this, this movie is a cultural touchstone for 90s kids like yeah, okay it is this You're is one of those right. movies that i was so, I, I for whatever reason i was stupid excited to see and i remember renting it from blockbuster and like my mom being like <laughs> right, i'm gonna go do chores because i would rather die than watch this movie and at some point my mom ended up sitting down and laughing her ass off this is like a really strong childhood memory for me <laughs> I'll t- I will tell you, as somebody who was a father of a, let's see, this year, what year did this come out? This came out in 95. I had a one-year-old, and it, I was in total dad mode, right? So everything's kind of heart-stringy when you watch it in dad mode, and you have new little kids or whatever. But for whatever reason, this movie was, like, super, like, emotional for me. Like, I got really emotional about the whole, you know, Sam and his dad. Is it Sam? Sam. No, wait. What's the name of the kid? Max. Max and uh, and uh, Goofy's relationship. It was it was actually really good. It was like a really heartfelt kind of fathery son daughter kind of. There were lessons in there. Is what I'm saying. It's so great. what you mean is that we need a Goofy movie remake. Yeah. Well, there was a sequel. No, there was a college not. sequel. Did you ever no, see that? As is. You saw the sequel though, right, uh, Garrett? There was a sequel. It was called. Uh, oh yeah, but I mean, it's a. Do you watch Disney sequels? Because I avoid them on. <laughs> Well, they were both made straight, straight to video. They weren't theatrical anyway, right? So they were... Uh, the first one, I want to say, was in theaters. Was it? I don't remember. I thought the first one was in theaters. Someone's going to write in and correct all this stuff, so please do. Uh, we'd love to hear it. <laughs> we watched it on home video the, originally, so yeah. I don't... No. that's where it always was for us well uh well done everybody uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts by the way uh, via email on this topic today and also read this one from you hello there we got one from conquer john who wrote into the instance at gmail.com and said hey instance crew love the direction the show is taking and thanks for getting me all hooked on eso over the last week jocelyn and scott comparing it to a single player game really pulled me in i have heard this by the way from numerous people the single player mm-hmm. aspect that we talked about really resonated and people are like, Oh, I didn't thought about that. I don't have to get in there and just jam my way to the next. Yeah. Well, everyone's waiting for elder scrolls six. Right. And they're like, Oh, when that comes out, I'm going to be all over it. And it's like, yeah, but you could go and play an elder scrolls experience solo right now. And I think because it's an MMO and it has those multiplayer options to it, people don't realize that there's enough single player questing to, you know, use up your time yeah totally agree <laughs> I, I think a, a thing that i failed to kind of 
describe last week was like I know I said that I was surprised when I first played it yeah. by like how much of like how much of an Elder Scrolls game it like it plays yeah. like it I I had assumed it was a tab another tab targeting MMO mm. right like when I heard Elder Scrolls I'm on like eh, cool another tab targeting MMO in a in a world I don't love as much as Azeroth whatever I'll ignore its existence sure. and then when I finally went around to play it because I think years after its release joss you were going off about it i was like oh i'll go it's oh it's like three dollars in a taco on steam i guess i'll pick this up <laughs> um and i and played it and i was like oh my god it's just straight up elder scrolls combat like yeah. it is elder scrolls combat which is a good or a bad thing depending on your opinion of elder scrolls combat mm-hmm. like it's a little janky but like i don't know, like yeah like i mentioned last week once i kind of like learned to let my imagination smooth over the jankiness of bethesda games i had a really good time with bethesda games yeah and they really tighten that up so it feels less the jank doesn't feel as prominent in the mmo and some would say that's a bad mm-hmm. thing and i i actually think it's a good thing it really refines how it feels how it controls and all of that but um but yeah like if you're looking for story and progression it's there for you and it doesn't you don't have to see another human being ever again if you don't want to the game knows this and it and it leans into it it doesn't Try to pretend like these are, you know, uh, you know, story lights or or whatever. There's like real story, like deep stuff, and it's all voiced and acted. And yeah, there's a lot there. So I'm glad that resonated with people. He goes on to say, my question is this. That wasn't even his question. Here's his question. <laughs> says, have you noticed that pretty much all video games have aspects of RPG games in them now? Like all of them. Not really a question that needs answering, but would love to hear your thoughts from Conquer John. Well, I wonder if that means he likes that. Oh, I got news for you. Yeah been happening a really long time oh yeah yeah well shooters didn't really get a taste of it till i'd say modern warfare that's when things really flipped around modern warfare 2 i think really kicked it into into overdrive oh for sure um, for sure but this but concept that you would get levels and that you would get perks and you would unlock stuff the more you played like that was really unusual in like oh four oh five oh six you just didn't see it outside of rpgs in 2004 a little game called need for speed underground 2 came out and you had to level up and get gear for your car that's so cool (laughs) i love that put it in everything i am uh, this is a trend that i have fully embraced i have no problem with it any kind of genre that pulls in these aspects instantly makes the game more compelling for me Uh, it's not going to be everybody some people just want to get in and do an arcade shooter and get out and i get you i feel you those exist thankfully it's not like they've gone away but progression in almost every game type in a you know rpg style progression and i don't mean all the trappings like this is yellow gear this is purple gear it doesn't have to go that far but just you know some of the basic precepts of of D or of that I, you know. I know you've been playing uh for speed heat and i love that the highest level of turbos are they go from purple to orange they're straight they up do. legendary turbos <laughs> in the speed heat they are it's there's stuff. it's real dumb super dumb they use these wow rarity <laughs> color grading it's it's so funny yeah and you you know this this rpgification of video games in general i just i think is a great tr- trend i mean jocelyn you're going to find it in almost everything you play do you does it does do you like that is it too much maybe i don't know well actually i was going to say in general i am a fan but i think that um you can also make a great game that doesn't have that kind of power progression because for me one of the games i spend a whole lot of time in is sea of thieves And when you jump into that game, if you've been playing for 5,000 hours or five minutes, your character is just as powerful as everybody else in the game. Mm. And so it's just like fully like level playing field in terms of player power. Obviously, there's player skill that increases over time, but like there is no skill tree. 
Like, mm. you do not get better weapons. You do not get better gear. Like, that's it. And you just, you go in and you have fun and you can jump in with any of your friends. And you don't have to worry about any of that kind of stuff. There's levels, but it all, all the levels is just your reputation with the different, like, companies. Mm. And then you just have to, like, buy cosmetics, basically. Or you can buy things to, you know, get better voyages to get more gold. But none of it has anything to do with player power. So, even though most video games, I completely agree with the statement, most video games now have some sort of like tech tree leveling type system in them. Um, I think that there's still ways to do games that are that don't have any of that, that are still super fun to play. And Sea of Thieves is such a great game. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have played all the Pirates of the Caribbean stuff, but oh man, it's so good. Is it? I was wondering about that. I, yeah. I'm not oh, usually man, a big awesome. one on tie-ins, but that intrigued me when I heard it announced. So. I, I want to. I I fell off. I fell off of Sea of Thieves so quickly when it first came out. I was like, "Oh, this is shallow as hell." Um, and just it's never played so it much better now. It's, it's so almost better, overwhelming yeah. with how many things there are to do. <laughs> they've played. Yeah, they've gone. They've been good. We're done good with it. It feels like almost No Man's Sky level of uh, fixing. Mm-hmm. Um, it gets compared to No Man's Sky a lot yeah. because of that. Yeah, which is. Uh, I mean, that's high praise. That's yeah, high praise. That is high praise. Did also, our favorite remake before we end this damn thing. By the way, yeah, I don't think we. Do we, uh, have what, one? do we have a remake we want to see you're saying no like your favorite one that's actually out and you can go oh that it. happened uh remake wise um mm, yeah. mm. mine's resident evil 2 oh, that that's thing's a, insane that's a good mm. call that's a good call. It's so well made yeah that's a good call see that's another example of don't just up res that thing you gotta you gotta go all in and they do that with their remakes three was very good too in that same way does it have fishing ask, ask the chat room uh no fishing zero <laughs> fishing fish. you gotta fish for those zombie fish that'd oh. be hard because once you set the hook you rip the jaw off it's a total nightmare well I, <laughs> sea of thieves still has the best water tech i've ever seen in my life mm-hmm. it's, oh, it's unbelievable yeah. yeah what the Dude, heck can they sell that i'm out on the water it's it's so legit yeah, they, they need to because everything else is so stylized and not not simple, but, you know, it's it's fine. But the mm-hmm. water, it has a style. <laughs> they should sell that water tech to all video game companies who need water in their video games and make a bundle. Forget about making money in the game. Sell right, everybody, you should be getting skeptical because all Scott really wants is a water world video game. <laughs> I, do. <laughs> I do. What? I, I won't lie. I would very selfish. I would. This I would. Self-serving. I would play the. You know what? Here's see if these your next big event, Waterworld event. Make it happen. Let's get this going. <laughs> Let me pee Think on all a the tree. islands. <laughs> yep. There you have it. Well, uh, that's going to do it for today's show. Great stuff, everybody. Great discussion. I'd love to hear the feedback of the listeners. What are the games that you think succeeded at doing this? And uh, what ones would you like to still see? What are you playing right now that's old and you've made it new again? Um, we'd love to hear from you. Send those emails to the instance at gmail.com before we get out of here. Quick uh, around the table about stuff uh, people have going on. Uh, Jocelyn, anything happening in your end of the world you'd like to mention? Uh, nothing super crazy now that the word is out about this. So this is the this is the biggest new thing for me. Uh, thanks again for having me. It's uh, it's been super awesome these past couple of weeks, and I'm really looking forward to to doing the instance going forward. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But if you guys want to follow me, I'm uh, on Twitter and Twitch at Joss Place. That's J O C E Place. Yep, do follow her. She's awesome, and we're really glad to have you here. Um, Garrett, uh, the person I forgot to tell any of this to during the week, uh, <laughs> is there anything going on that you'd like to tell us, even though we didn't tell you about a thing? I don't know, Scott. Is there anything going on you'd like to tell me about? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, uh, 
you knew it was coming. I just never confirmed it. And then uh, I forgot. yeah, yeah. Um, no, I just, uh, I just found that so hilarious. I'm like legit stoked, Joss, that you're here permanently. <laughs> I just find it hilarious that no one told me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like did anyone remember to tell Garrett? No, no one did. And no one said Jack. Um, Yes, actually, uh, Kyle and I are doing two uploads a week now. So we're doing Into the Nexus, the Heroes of the Storm podcast that you all know and hopefully love. Uh, and if you don't, just don't tell me. Um, <laughs> but now we're also doing a one extra upload a week of uh, uh, like a main, like a major piece of gaming news. Um, we'd originally fired it up because we were like, ah, we, we're covering the Blizzard lawsuit every week, and so we're like, let's let's make something where we can talk about a major news so we can keep ITN about heroes. Um, and since uh, there wasn't any major updates on the lawsuit this week, we sat down and had a fun chat about Diablo 2 Resurrected. Um, and so that is up right now. And actually, the video version has a ton of visuals. So go check out YouTube.com slash TV. That's A-M-O-V-E-TV. And you'll see a uh, about a 30-minute video up there right now that's Kyle and I talking about Essentially, in our opinion, where where Diablo 2 Resurrected is succeeding, where Warcraft 3 or 4 is just completely bundled uncled everything yeah so um that's up right now when we're gonna be doing one of those a week so you're gonna get uh, a double dose of garrett and kyle now very so. nice go check that out everybody in the meantime there's more stuff at frogpants.com you can go there anytime and check out other stuff frogpants.com of course the instance.net is our website our support system still in effect if you want to back the show it's a place to do it go to the instance.net and do it that patreon coming soon uh, but we'd love your support in the meantime and uh, we'll make it easy for you to transition over when it happens uh what else that's it uh, instant show on twitter scott johnson garrett art joss plays and more like this over at frogpants.com that's gonna do it for us we'll see you next time this show is part of the frog pants network get more at frogpants.com